Welcome back everyone to Countdown Travels. My name is Susie, I am a cruise act and travel agent. And today, you guys, I have an amazing and special guest for you. You get to meet and hear from my dear friend, Alana Zingano, who is a cruise addict, just like myself. And I met her a little over a year ago on the very first sailing with Royal Caribbean on Adventure of the Seas from Nassau. And we just clicked. We clicked for numerous reasons, but I don't want to share too much because I want you to hear it from her as she shares with us what she loves about cruising, advice, tips, and more. So let's get started. And Alana, are you there? I am. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me this morning. So tell me, Alana, who are you? That sounds really Oh, well. (laughs) A loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I am Alana Zingano. I'm a travel content creator, as I have titled myself. So I'm an entrepreneur, and basically, I love cruising. I love sharing everything cruising across my social media. Uh, Some call it influencing. Some call it content creation. I call it cruise addict to the extreme. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I do love sharing across all my platforms. So basically what I do is I share my experiences, my advice and knowledge like you kind of mentioned, and I provide, you know, valuable insight into what's happening in the cruise world to people who want to get out there and see the world via cruise ships. And that's our common denominator is that we're addicted to this thing called cruising. Um, (laughs) How long have you been cruising for, Alana? Mm, Well, my first cruise was when I was 11 years old. So am I going to reveal my age here? (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm older than you. It's totally okay. Wait, so you didn't tell us, you you didn't tell us. (laughs) You didn't tell us the ship. What, what ship were you on? She really doesn't want to tell us, you guys. Ship, my yeah. first ship, I was 11, and it was the Carnival Triumph, which has now uh, been revitalized. Carnival changed that ship, renamed it, and gave it a huge major overhaul, put millions into it, and now that ship is the Carnival Sunrise. Have you been on the Sunrise since I the have. Sunrise? Yes, I had yeah. the opportunity to uh, be on its naming ceremony and also one of its plaque exchanges. And mm-hmm. um, that was quite the memorable moment and, and almost felt like a little bit of a homecoming, especially because when a ship gets changed over like that, it's somewhat of a like new birth, new beginning type feel because it's getting an entirely different name. It's a new identity, right? And this was just like very full circle type of moment if I was on the triumph you know way back when i was just a kid you know and it was my first cruise didn't know anything about it um but the one sad thing about the triumph and my first cruise in general is we actually lost all of those photos so i don't have any um specific like photos from that trip or things of that the things that i do have from that though i have my the sale and sign card and i have a fountain beverage card from that and i also have a luggage wait 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 a fountain mm-hmm. beverage card. What? Yeah. So <laughs> Explain. Back in the <laughs> back in the day, early two thousands, you if you bought the soda package, it was called um, like the ultimate fountain card, and so you would have additionally to your sale and sign card, you would have 
a fountain card and it was just something that had your name and you would show that and you would say, give me all the soda. <laughs> wow. So yeah, a separate I think card. The way things have changed um, since then. But yeah, I still have that. So it's fun memories to, to look back on and see kind of where we've been. Yeah, I. Um, it's kind of nice that you at least have that experience of getting back on a ship that you were once on. My my ship doesn't exist anymore. I was on the Monarch of the Seas with Royal. I don't. I think I think they sold it off, but I don't even know if it's like somewhere in a ship graveyard somewhere overseas. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. you know, the ship graveyards are so interesting to see uh, the history that lays there. Little side note: I was looking at um, some stock photos of the ship graveyards, and it was like some drone shots, and it was insane to see, like the graveyard of these ships after they go out of commission and how they're like beached. It was, and, and deconstructed at that as well. That was just like, whoa, it was so crazy to see. Do you remember, I think it was last year um, before the restart, because Carnival uh, sold off the imagination and inspiration, decommissioned those ships and then sold them for scraps or parts or whatever. And they right. showed footage of the beaching of those two ships. I literally was like <laughs> tears in my eyes, tears. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I've been on both those ships. Like, it was so sad to me. It was like so yeah. many memories. And you you get to see like little glimpse of knowing that people were on those ships and created memories with their loved ones. It just, it really makes me sad. It really, I don't know what it is. I'm just. No, I totally get it. And I think a lot of people actually share that same sentiment of it like pulling on your heartstrings and you just tie it into the great memories you had and it's it's a sad thing but i turn it into a positive of just all the room for the new ships that are coming and how um you know carnival's even taking over a costa ship and just exciting things for like making room in their fleet for new opportunities and new memories that we can go and make and you bring up a good point because there's a lot of good stuff in the pipeline for across all the brands, honestly, so many new builds and new experiences and how they're revolutionizing cruising and changing it to what it traditionally was. So exciting things to come. So let me ask you a question, Alana. Why do you love this thing called cruising? Well, I think cruising has so many benefits, but I think if you break it down into like the very logistics of it it's getting out on the ocean just that feeling of happiness of uh, of course it's like scientifically proven that the anticipation and the build-up for a vacation of any kind really is like half the fun uh, but for me when you step over the threshold of getting on the gangway and getting on that first step of the ship it's euphoria and uh knowing that you're gonna have a great voyage ahead and you're home away from home i mean there's so many benefits like probably people have heard about of you know only having to unpack once and you get to see and travel the world i think that is huge um for me some of the newer benefits of why i love it too have also changed um since we've been started cruising again with our daughter and uh, her being the new addition to our family and, and kind of opening that whole door of things that we hadn't even thought about. And that is, you know, you fall in love with it all over again because of how wonderful it is to travel and cruise with kids because they make it so easy with the kids clubs and the offerings that they have uh, that it is it just makes sense for our family and the affordability of it too let's just put it as that uh, is another great draw, uh, you know, offline. 
I know we're always talking about uh, trying to pull each other on to another ship and, and meet up at sea just because there's deals to be had and it's so enticing and that's what ropes you in because you know you can get a great value. And I think I think that's why kind of like I gravitated towards you when I first met you because in the world of uh, cruise blogging, blogging, I don't really do YouTube or I don't do YouTube, but I know that I find it always um, comforting, Alana, when I meet someone that is in this kind of space um, when they're a parent, because I think we have not only different uh, views and struggles doing this with our family, sacrificing, um, having to make choices of working in this business on whatever level you're working on, but also sharing those experience of, you know, my kids are a lot older than yours, but I started with them when they were little, like your daughter is. And kind of seeing like all the like cool things that our kids have been able to experience or will be able to experience and how cruise travel makes it possible for our kids to have a good time, for us to have a good time. Uh, and just being able to relate on that level as a parent, as um, a lover of this, you know, cruise industry. And then also like the excitement of bringing our kids with us, um, like we're both getting ready to do here. I know you have some really exciting cruise plans, but we'll save that for later. And um, <laughs> and then I'll share mine as well. What do you think, Alana, Your is your main role or contribution to the cruise industry? What do you think you bring that is different and very valuable? Sure. Well, I think one thing that a lot of people uh, know me for is my interview style videos that I do across YouTube and that is where I'll bring a lot of different perspectives and guests on my channel to where we'll talk about what it's like to work on a cruise ship from you know being a cruise director to being an entertainment uh, staff to kids staff and and things like that and even captains I've interviewed before as well people who are at the helm of the ship and you know, they are the utmost person in charge. So we've kind of done the whole gambit of what it's like, you know, being a chef, how to uh, acquire these roles and things like that, and what ship life looks like. But on top of that, I also think one of my major contributions of ship life really is what it's like to live on a ship. And that would be with some of my interviews where people have lived full time. And those would be uh, some famous people such as Super Mario and Mama Lee. Um, these are, you know, cruise idols to to many of us cruisers. Uh, they live full time or have lived full time on the ships. And a lot of people know um, them and love them and they idolize uh, their lifestyle. So that's one of the major contributions of the interviews that people kind of recognize me for. Uh, but aside from that, I think you know, a major role uh, that I aspire to continue to, to do is just the solid advice and the honest advice. Um, I like to be very thorough and I like to uh, deliver as high quality as I can. And in doing that, it, it's genuine. And, you know, sometimes it takes longer to deliver that content, but I want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, advice that they can count on. And, you know, if it's a ship tour or what have you, I give my my nuggets of knowledge, as I like to call them throughout. It's, you know, not just a very um, me, me, me self uh, viewpoint in the sense it's, it's providing, you know, the helpful knowledge so that when you go on a vacation, you feel prepared. 
And I think that's one thing that I really do appreciate you because having followed you on social media before actually meeting you in person, um, it was like, you are, I'm like, dude, this girl is like who I saw on my screen. Like she's actually the same thing. Like, so that kind of was refreshing to see like you and your, and, and I really love your family. Like Raphael, you and Raphael, your husband are like super down to earth. You're very approachable. You're very relatable. And I appreciate that. And someone that creates content and someone that I know I would see on my my screen because I would watch your stuff and I'd be like oh she seems kind of nice and I remember <laughs> the first time I saw you in person when we were in Nassau I was in the car and I had the person I was with stop and pull over and I gave you a big sweaty hug and oh my god the, I forgot about that yeah when we met <laughs> you were pushing the stroller you were with Raphael and Nassau and remember I was with a senator from the Bahamas and I'm like wait you gotta stop I meet the senator his name's Renard stop and pull over because I saw my friend I did true story I do you remember that yes yes wow okay so like I kind of forgot about that moment and that just brings like like who makes a senator style. stop in the Bahamas because you see your friend and I'm like wait wait hold on pull over senator <laughs> I did well, luckily it wasn't too big of a deal for uh Renard because he had known who I am. You're, you weren't yeah. like, there's a cruise celebrity. <laughs> Stop the traffic. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so I've been stopped on the side of the road before. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it it was it. one of those I've moments where it. I was like, oh, I like this one. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, thank um, you so you... much. I strive for that. You know, that's, that's um, you know, projecting who I am on on camera and off camera and getting the real deal that means a lot that um that it's coming across as genuine as possible because that's what I aim to do so I appreciate that that's a very nice thing for you to say and thank you and I'm I'm so glad that I did stop Renard you know and uh to give you that big hug so speaking of the restart since we talked about being in the Bahamas um we both were on that same cruise um on Royal Caribbean's Navigator. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally screwing up. Adventure, not Navigator. <laughs> if you want to start over again, you're welcome. <laughs> well, it's, be, it's because I'm, actually I'm not going to start over because this is kind of funny because we were, you had invited me to go on the Navigator sometime soon. And then I was like, I have Navigator, you are on my mind. Um, no, but it's Adventure. <laughs> it was Adventure last year. Um, what are your thoughts on the restart? Meaning, like, do you think the cruise lines had a fair chance? Um, should they have waited longer or should, do you think they should have started sooner? And, of course, we know that it wasn't up to them. It was to this, up to the CDC, part, a big part of it. What do you think? So I think the cruise restart happened at an appropriate time. Of course, we would have wanted it to happen sooner, but I'm just glad that it did happen and then it wasn't even longer. For me, I think it was a very emotional event because this is not only, you know, our favorite pastime, but it's also I make a career uh, talking about this. So for me, it's not only tied into like the livelihood, which also makes it, you know, emotional, but it's something that we just love doing. And I think that leading up to it, there was just so much anticipation 
Prior to being in the Bahamas, I had been in Galveston, Texas to welcome some ships back into U.S. waters. And I cried, okay? Just so excited to see and welcome in, at the time it was two Carnival ships, the Vista and the Breeze, coming back in. And it was just a goosebump moment. So with that being said, that when I actually was able to get on board, because that was just seeing the ships and I cried. I actually got on board. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. it was just incredible. And then once you're finally able to get back to it, it's kind of like, even though there was the restrictions in place or the protocols with uh, vaccines and testing and masks and not masks and going through all the different type of hoops, if you will, that we had to jump through, it really, even so, still felt like we didn't skip a beat. And one thing that I find incredibly interesting is that the cruising industry was the fastest growing industry in the entire travel space. So if you take aviation, if you take uh, hospitality hotels, if you take, you know, the lump sum here of the travel industry, cruising itself was the fastest exponentially growing. And of course, we know that it came to a screeching halt. So for me, the trajectory of where it's going and how things are going to pick back up as, you know, we move through, when we just hit a year since the cruising restart, so as we move forward and how things will eventually pick back up to where they left off on that exponential growth, I think is absolutely so exciting. And I think a lot of people forget that or didn't know that how well things were going and how, you know, it was looking so positive. So I know we can get back there and I'm excited to get back there. And I think a lot of positive things came out of the shutdown. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that you and I probably agree on the whole muster drill and some of the safety protocols and the cleaning. And I think there's a a lot of, um, it kind of made us see like where, where could we, um, make this, a a more positive experience for people that like to go on cruise ships, but also, really the safety portion, which I know I never felt unsafe before, but I feel like the new protocols that they have in place with the cleaning and I just, I love it. I mean, I think it's going to really maximize the, us being able to get on a ship and stay safe and healthy. Does that make sense? For sure. I think that there's so many instances where we, you know, right at the beginning though, too, as we were super heavy on discussing what the protocols were just the compare and contrasting of what was happening on land and just how safe we would feel in comparison to a cruise ship than to on land and how you know there's just a lot of misconceptions and i think that's something that uh, people don't understand if you're not you know fully wrapped into the business of of it all that it's a super safe place do you remember i went to vegas after the adventure cruise uh, like literally like a couple weeks after I came back from that Bahamas cruise, I went to Las Vegas with my family. I felt way more unsafe in Las Vegas than mm-hmm. I did on a cruise ship. I remember yeah. thinking, I'm like, there's no hand sanitizing stations around all the casinos. Like it was packed. Yeah. Like I just felt way, I, I think I'll always feel honestly way more sa- safer on a cruise ship compared mm-hmm. to going to a big theme park, for example. So it, you know, for me, I think there's a lot of pluses. And I wanted to ask you, you know, you you mentioned having, I remember seeing you on YouTube. I remember hearing your voice and the excitement and seeing the people around you. You know, I remember it was hot, right? And you had Valencia in a stroller. And 
I I just remember I rem- see I re- I watched you like I'm telling you I watched you, and um, would you say Alana that's the most memorable moment since the restart for you? Even though essentially we weren't restarted just yet, or was it that first cruise? Or what do you think will always stay really close to your heart since the oh, restart? Gosh. Well, I definitely loaded think question. It's very- Yeah, right. There's so many like layers to it in the sense like, okay, well, this one made me cry. But this one, you know, actually got me on board and which memory holds the most weight. Looking back, um, I know it's later on in the restart journey. But I think just for a number of reasons of because I don't know the way I categorize things. Um, one really memorable moment I think was just being on board with uh, my family and with this cruise it was Raphael my daughter uh, our daughter and uh, my parents were on board with us and so for that it was a whole different experience and and, and um, you know one of their first cruises back from the restart as well so uh, when you always rope in your family into these type of experiences it is so fun to see other people's perspectives especially when you're on uh, a cruise or a few cruises in a short period of time Um, you might not feel as big of emotions each time uh, but when you can rekindle that flame in the sense of seeing it through another person's eyes especially you know a young child or my parents it's like yeah this is what I'm talking about this is cool and we got to do that on Wonder of the Seas so uh, you know it was of course not one of the first cruises in the restart but uh, being able to to create those memories on, you know, what is the largest cruise ship in the world is definitely one that is very, very memorable and I'll cherish those memories. And speaking of new builds, the Wonder being mm-hmm. the newest one in the Royal Caribbean fleet and you got to experience yeah. that. I haven't yet. I <laughs> hopefully will. I don't know when, but I will. Um, well, it's coming which- back to the States this fall. You'll, we'll get you there. Yeah, man. I, I just... I just want to jump from ship to ship. <laughs> Literally, I might be doing that soon, by the way. <laughs> but um, what ship, Alana, are you most excited about? Like new builds coming out? Because there's a lot of yeah. them. Pick one. There really are. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> just one. With your loaded your your loaded questions. I think for <laughs> me, uh, some of my most exciting uh, ships that are coming out is MSC Europa. Uh, for me, it is a new brand uh, that I have yet to experience, which is something that kind of like blows my mind when, especially when I say it out loud, I have not been on MSC yet. So I'm so intrigued. I'm so excited to know more about MSC and to, I know I've had, I, I've had a couple cruises cancel that were uh, scheduled on them, uh, you know, during the shutdown and everything. So I'm overdue to experience it so for me I'm I want to get on one of their new ships experience it and that is what is so like enticing to it all with the new builds is just a one learn about a whole new brand for me which is a really big deal and then at that you know one of the newest ships to come in in 2023 MSC huh you don't say <laughs> I, I I you kind of threw me for a loop I wasn't expecting you to say MSC um I'm 
because I know you would pick all of them, knowing the cruise addict that you are, as you I know, am. You told me just one, so I, I had know to look I did. I put I pushed you against the corner. I sure did. <laughs> well, because th- then we'll be this will be a three-hour podcast because we could talk about this all day long. I have a feeling we could, and yeah. But oh my gosh, okay, okay. So MSC, all right, all right. You know I'm cruising with them like very soon, right? I do, I do. I'm excited for you. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that we can get you on an MSC cruise ship soon. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I might be joining you. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I So Alana, you guys, Alana and I are, have become friends. So we have a lot of, of conversations on the side about what we want to do, our dreams, aspirations, and um, I'm just super excited that – she has some really cool things coming up, which I'll let her share later. But, you know, between the both of us, like, I just want to get back on a ship with her. So I'm trying to bribe her into coming with me on one of my cruises, you know, just saying. <laughs> but Alana, what is one destination that you haven't been to that you would go to now if you could and why? Well, for me, I have an ever-growing bucket list. Uh, it seems that you check one destination off and you know there's three more that have been added because you know I just want to see everywhere and go everywhere and experience it all it's hard to pick favorites it's hard to choose one thing Uh, but for me one destination that I haven't been to that is itching at me is the southern Caribbean I have been dying to get down to Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao um that's the abc islands for short and i know that's three places but you kind of lump them together in a sense of a lot of cruises will go to those three ports of call um so as a whole that's something that i again am just really looking to experience um get on maybe a, a longer cruise in that sense too a lot of times to visit those destinations it's like an eight or a nine or even like you know, a 10 day sailing or something, um, to go that little bit further south in the Caribbean. And I, I got to get there. Me too. I actually was supposed to be on the resilient doing that same itinerary from really? Puerto Rico in December, but they delayed that ship. Uh, yeah, I heard it's, they, they were having a hard time finding crew to staff the ship is what I heard. I don't know if it's correct, but, uh, that, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I want to do the ABC Islands for sure. Southern Caribbean, longer. Um, so it's on my list. Um, now I have a question not- for you, mm-hmm. though. With that uh, sailing out of Puerto Rico, that was probably just a seven-day cruise then because you're already sailing from eight. a little bit. Uh, it was well, eight? eight? Okay. It was eight night, yeah. Oh, okay. Because sometimes when it sails out of Puerto Rico, just because you're a little bit further south, you might find a sailing that is a little shorter. It wouldn't have to yeah. be as long. Yeah. So just curious on that. I'm always interested to see how they link up itineraries and, you know, the planning. You know, a lot of the lines, Alana, are starting to send some really nice ships out to Puerto Rico because they do that really mm-hmm. um, nice Southern Caribbean route. So I know yeah. uh, NCL is going to send, supposed to send the Viva Pre, a oh, sister yeah. of the Prima. Yeah. And I think there was build. another uh, Disney's out there. I think the Disney Magic, it's not new, but it's out there. And I know uh, Royal. Royal was also going to send a ship out to Puerto Rico. So a lot of exciting things from Puerto Rico. Again, it's kind of nice to uh, cruise out of there too. Um, and I think it's a un- untapped, uh, not super saturated destination for cruise travel. 
a lot of unique yeah, kind of stuff. I, I've visited as a port of call previously, but I haven't cruised out of there. I think if you could find reasonable airfare, it's definitely something to look into. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I'm dying to go because I have really close Puerto Rican friends and they, they say mofongo is really good. And I've never had mofongo. And all they talk about is mofongo. And I'm like, what What the heck is mofongo? Like, give me some mofongo. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, there's a lot of mofongo places here in Orlando. So when you come to visit, uh, we can take you. Well, thank you. I, I, I need to get some mofongo. I'll be out in Florida in about a, a week and a half, okay? I'll, I know your number. I'll call you. Yeah. All right, Alana, I want to, uh, so the next, uh, I'm, I call it, uh, Drop It Like It's Hot, like the Snoop song. And I'm not going to sing it because I'll totally, butch. so it's kind of like a hot, hot topic, okay? So feel free to answer what you like or, you know, what you feel comfortable. And if you don't, just say, I'm, I'm feeling cold, not hot, okay? what are are your thoughts on the current protocols so current protocols alana is across most of the lines if you're 12 and over you have to be fully vaccinated to cruise and i'm not speaking to the small exemptions uh that carnival has because i'm not even touching those um as a travel advisor i'm not booking anyone that's over the age of 12 and unvaccinated because there's too many uh hoops through jump to jump through and i feel like it's it's too nerve wracking for me to book someone that's unvaccinated, Alana. And then I don't know if they're going to be able to get on that ship because you, you have to get selected. And it's just, I don't want to like get someone excited and then be like, sorry, they didn't pick you. You can't go. So what are your thoughts on the current protocols? Sure. So I think they're ever changing and that's like the easiest way to put a pin in it. Right. Because we have seen in the past year protocols change and shift numerous times and kind of like i said before it was like no mask wearing masks no mask wearing masks like we've seen everything kind of change and evolve and you know certain type of reservations that were mandatory and now they're not uh certain type of social distancing protocols and you know an ice skating rink with you know not having being able to sit next to your party if you were a large uh group things of that sort so we've seen those type of changes Um, But I think they're appropriate and I think that they are getting us to where we need to be. The good thing, it is ever changing. We're moving every day closer towards, uh, you know, the more manageable phase of the pandemic, right? Every day, every week, every month, we're that much closer towards, uh, you know, releasing or removing some of the uh, protocols that are, are no longer serving us or not necessarily not necessary any anymore and i think that is just important that we remember that it's it's for our health and our safety and that is why we actually like we said earlier in the episode here that we do feel so safe when we're on board so i appreciate it i know some of it can be you know a pain uh you know getting tested beforehand things of that sort but um i would rather be uh, cruising with protocols than not cruising at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think I completely agree with you. And the important thing to remember is that it is so fluid. Right. And I've heard, and I could be wrong, but because you know, like we can hear one thing and then the next thing it changes. They're really, really wanting to see, because that Omicron, Omicron, however you say it, really kind of threw it for a loop for a little bit because it just was so contagious. And it just, I think they're a little they're being very cautious and safe as they remove some of these protocols 
Um, and I don't blame them. You know, when the, when an industry like that historically gets shut down like this, like there's so much that goes and it's not just us like, oh, let's go and like do the, you know, follow the leader, leader, leader on the cool, on the, on the leader, right? Like, like, I know I, I, I like to sing occasionally, but like, it, it's more like it's, it's people's livelihoods. And you know, like having talked to so many crew members that were like, we need this. I need to feed my family. Like, it's just, it kind of puts our little entertainment into perspective of like, it's not about that. It's about a whole community of people, whether it's the people that work in the ports, people that work here in the United States, you know, in the local, local ports, it's the people of the islands. It's the people of, it's like, it's like, it's like a trickle effect that happens when, you know, something like the cruise industry shut down. So I think I, I appreciate the cruise lines not jumping the gun and just being like, all right, you know, like doing it little by little. So I, I agree with you. And thank you for sharing those thoughts with us. Um, what is one change that you do want to see the cruise industry make that you can think of? And so it doesn't have one, to be related to the protocols, like just in general. Well, maybe just into the industry. I would love to see uh, a lot of the misconceptions be unveiled. Um, so not necessarily, a, you know, that isn't in the hands of the cruise lines themselves. There's multiple aspects of that. But I would love to see um, cruise lines in the media not be portrayed as uh, the villains. And I think, you know, that's something that would change the industry. And so, you know, that's multiple aspects have to happen for for that to come to fruition. But um, I would I would love to see that. I think we're all playing our part in that. I know um, per, um, creating positive uh, content uh, throughout our social media accounts and sharing the positive things that cruise travel does and, you know, kind of like laying, laying down those misconceptions that like, mm, you don't have to do this and you can do this and the positive things that come out of it. I think, you know, you and I are both playing into that. And so I do appreciate the fact that your content um, is focuses on a lot of the positives and it's not perfect. Like no, no industry is absolutely perfect, but I think showcasing to the world, Alana, that there are so many things that can come out of the cruise industry that it is really uh, priceless is important to me. And I think I appreciate that from you. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> we're almost done with this segment. I promise you. She's like, oh my gosh, how many more questions are you going to have for me? Okay, one aho moment from cruising uh, that's happened to you. Like, uh-oh, you made a mistake. <laughs> what did I do? An uh-oh moment? Gosh, I've had quite a few of them. I think some of the um, very uh generic things for me is just forgetting a piece of gear or forgetting like an extra power pack so um <laughs> it's kind of silly but i i have it all in my head and you know what i need and i go through my mental checklist uh, but sometimes I'll, I'll move things around or use a different backpack or something and it doesn't get switched over so uh i would advise as a do as i say not as i do 
uh, go through a written checklist to make sure. A lot of first-time cruisers will overpack, so um, you can definitely take a little bit out. You know, you're going to be in your bathing suit quite a bit. You might not need three outfits for one day type deal. Um, So I've very much slimmed my packing that it goes a little too extreme sometimes that it goes into. I'm trying to make it light. I'm trying to make it carry on only in certain in certain scenarios and it goes too far off the deep end of you know then I need something that I really should have packed and then you end up paying a lot more for that whether or on the ship right yeah exactly like for example I mean you can buy a lot in port or on a ship and uh sometimes I do quite a bit of editing while I'm on the cruise as well and and delivering those videos and things like that and in as real time as possible and in one scenario I forgot my headphones and so traveling with my family you can imagine it was a little challenging because I'm editing when my family's sleeping and uh yeah those those cruise cabins I, I needed some headphones so luckily enough the cruise ship had a vending machine that sold a lot of different type of cruise essentials from your feminine products to your medicines to headphones to, you know, X, Y, and Z chargers, what, what name it. Um, so I probably paid like, you know, $15 or something for some not perfect headphones, but I was in a bind and I'm, I'm thankful that it was there. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely can understand and thank goodness for the, vending machines that sell Dollar Tree headphones, right? Yeah. (laughs) There you go. On a last one and drop it like it's hot. What is one thing you should never do on a cruise? Buy the drink package when you're on board. At that point, you have lost all opportunity to uh, get a good deal. And if you haven't pre-planned enough to buy that ahead of time, you're paying out the nose. And uh, I don't recommend it. I would just kind of pay as you go and monitor your account for uh, how much you're drinking and enjoying yourself with those adult beverages. Uh, Look out for the next one to make sure um, that you buy it ahead of time. Um, I wouldn't buy it on board. I would buy it ahead of time. And for my first time cruisers or people that have not cruised yet, uh, before your cruise, you have the opportunity to purchase things like beverage packages through your cruise planner. Uh, Usually you get a discount most of the time you do uh, and you save money. Um, It could be 10, 15% or more depending on the line. And that's what Alana is referring to. You have to also drink a lot, I feel like, to get your, your... bang for your buck i get drunk on one so for me it's like i would be i would be silly and kind of dumb to buy a drink patch have you seen me drink i have one and it's like my cheeks are all rosy my double chin gets all like red and i i'm not like a messy drunk with one but i'm like woo. (laughs) it's kind of sad my husband calls me a cheap date that's why he married me 20 years ago that's why I'm still here 20 years later because like I'm gonna say but I do go to Starbucks and that's that's kind of like my that's little vice cheap. no <laughs> I still think it's cheaper than drinking except people don't drink every day anyways that that's a whole nother <laughs> um and you guys I don't know if you know but there's actually Starbucks on a lot of these ships like a lot of the Royal Caribbean uh-huh. ships have Starbucks Norwegian's supposed to have a Starbucks on every single ship in the fleet by the end of this year is what I heard. I don't know if they're going to accomplish it. So Mm. Starbucks is my jam, Alana. 
Yeah, you know. know what though? The the kicker there is the Starbucks isn't included in, in the drink packages. <laughs> so, so we're still at a, you know, minus point for Susie here. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start my timer. Alana, this is one minute this or that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Princess Pizza or Carnival's Guy Burgers? Princess Pizza, hands down. Royal Caribbean or Carnival? Royal Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to, to think here. Okay, late, late, dimi- late dining or early dining? Early dining. I'm an old woman. Gotta have not an old woman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, St. Thomas or St. Martin? Oh, my God. Uh, St. Martin? Oh, you sound really convincing on that one. (laughs) Disney or Norwegian? Disney. Virgin or celebrity? Celebrity. Main dining or buffet? Main dining. And you, my friend are saved by the clock. Have I passed? <laughs> That's one minute. What's my core? <laughs> that was one minute. See, it went by. I was, I was nice, wasn't I? Like, you know. You were very nice. You're always nice. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I know you could pick it all. Like, if you could, you'd be on all the ships all the time. Doesn't matter which one. Oh, for sure. Well, and that's why I kind of call myself a sampler, though, too, is because I do want to experience it all. I, I don't want to discriminate. I want to I want to get the every cruise line experience to compare and contrast. And that's what I basis a lot of my content around. And so I, of course, want to experience everything as possible, as much as possible. Again, another thing we you and I have in common. <laughs> um, in closing, because this has been a really fun episode to record with you. Um, so thank you again for spending some of your day today doing this with me. But what is the best advice you would give someone that wants to take their first cruise? Sure. So I think some of my best advice would be to don't give in to the overwhelm. Especially as a first-time cruiser, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of protocols, there's a lot of just jargon with the way we call certain terms, like MDR is main dining room. You might not know that, so you might just give into the overwhelm of feeling like it's you're not sure what to do. There's a lot of advice out there. My best advice would be to get yourself a handy-dandy cruise specialist just like Susie herself and you know with that they're able to kind of do a little bit hand holding now if you're turned off by the sense of having someone hold your hand back up don't worry about it it's not it's it's customizable so if you don't if you think you're someone who can do it all don't worry because you know they can literally just be your advocate for when you need it for me, I don't have the patience to wait on hold for three hours to figure that out. But there's these cruising queens out there that do it and make it look easy. And uh, I appreciate to that to them. And, you know, it's your best advice for having someone to advocate for you to get you the best deal and to provide you with that personalized experience because uh, things are still changing and things can be overwhelming and you want to make it easy on yourself so you can actually enjoy that vacation. Lots of great tips here from a pro cruiser like Alana. And Alana, what are some of your future plans or goals like near, let's just say for this year, because I know I'm sure 
we again that's a loaded question so what are what are what what do you have in store for us for t- the rest of 2022 sure so upcoming in the nearest future i will be boarding the disney wish in uh i'm gosh. coming with you by the way put me in your suitcase. Oh. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll be that ship my looks amazing. I cannot get over the content I'm seeing coming out. Man, I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm even excited. jealous. I'm like beyond jealous. I'm so, and I'm, I can't wait to see your content. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's um, my first up lineup of what's coming down the pipeline in the very near future. So I'm excited for that. And then goals wise, goodness, um, I have... For me, I think some of my goals would be to knock off some of my bucket list to reach some of those far off destinations, but then to also uh, work with some other brand partners, some other cruise lines that I haven't previously so I can expand uh, just my knowledge of of cruise lines and destinations and experiences and just uh, become even more of an advocate in, in the space. You have some amazing things lined up, and I know that um, in our previous conversations, you and I, I, I think we have some similarities on what we want to accomplish, uh, both as a content creator and in our profession. So cheers to the rest of 2022, my friend. We got this. Definitely got uh, this. Cheers. And of course, I need to share with everyone, where can they find you, Alana? Yeah, so I made it. And I don't mean your house, by the way. I mean, like. Oh, yeah. Well, I live uh, on the corner of 123 (laughs) Main Street, USA. Um, Right. Well, I made it very easy, and all of my socials are my name. So you can find me at Alana Zingano on every platform YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. I love sharing the content, and I show it pretty much daily on everywhere. So. I uh, can't wait to find you on social. If Hey, if you were brand new and you just found me through this awesome podcast and you're still here, send me a DM and say hello. I want to mm. hear from you. What What Thanks. is your email? Spit it out, girlfriend. Oh, What's email? your email? Oh, I just said yeah. they could send me a DM, but my email is <laughs> alana at alanazingano.com. Look and at I'm going to link her, her info here too at the description of the podcast. So you guys can locate my dear friend Alana and uh, send her any questions you may have. And I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, as I, this is a new podcast for me, so I'm definitely learning as I go. And you've made it very easy for me to do this today. Um, as uh, having only been the second guest here on my podcast, I truly appreciate you again. Thank you for your patience, and um, I cannot wait to hopefully see you very soon. Wink, wink. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. (laughs) No pressure at all. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I hope that everyone listening found it valuable and entertaining. Well, I think you and I are very entertaining. I mean, who who wouldn't want to listen to this and think, gosh, I want to go on a cruise with those two? We could do the follow the leader, leader, leader. Would you do that with me? We should do that together one day. I am a huge dancer, so I <laughs> love that. I'm like already shaking my booty, ready to meet you on the dance floor. <laughs> 
Well, thanks again, Alana. And you guys, this has been a fun one. Um, again, this is my dear friend, Alana Zingano. You can find her on every single platform. Give her a follow. Give her a like. Like the button thing. Smash it and do all the wonderful things to support my dear friend and her family. And um, this is going to be an exciting time for me personally as there's a lot of travel planned for the rest of the year. So I'm very excited. So stay tuned for ship reviews, destination information, uh, and uh, yeah, just a lot of exciting things coming up in the world of cruise travel. And thanks again for uh, tuning in today. And until the next one, I will see you guys soon. Ciao for now.